Welcome to another episode of Happy Without Medicine. And in this episode, we're going to be doing things a little different from our usual solo episodes where it's just me talking. And so last week, I was invited by the amazing Jackie Porter, who is a certified financial planner. She's a speaker, and she's also the host of Live at Five. And on this occasion, she invited me to come and speak to her live community about the impact of money and mental health, two of my most favorite topics. (laughs) And so we talked about many different things. We talked about the ways financial stress can manifest as challenges to both physical and mental health. We talked about some of the biggest sources of financial stress for Canadians these days. We also talked about how emotions like fear can impact your finances. And of course, we spoke about various practical strategies that you can use to manage your money and your mental health. It was a really great conversation, and so I thought that I would come and share it with you. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to Happy Without Medicine, and I'm your host, Dr. Yuandi, a medical doctor, therapist, and a fierce advocate for your happiness. My mission here is simple, to help professional women just like you create a life you're excited to wake up to. It's time to make the happiness you feel on the inside match the success others see on the outside. Let's get started. So I don't know about you guys, but how many of you out there are dealing with having some mental health challenges around their finances? Uh, We are According to uh, media, we're going through an economic downturn and lots of people, even over the last couple of years, have been dealing with some form of the economic downturn we've all been feeling. And, you know, that's kind of let them in a put them in a position where they could be losing sleep around their finances, maybe having some health challenges around their finances. These are things I'm actually a media ambassador for FP Canada, and they do a financial stress index every year. And the most recent one came out just a few weeks ago. And it's still reporting that even during the pandemic, coming out of the pandemic, that money is still the top stressor for Canadians. Not health, but money, folks. Um, So I'd love to know in the chat, how many of you uh, would agree? Is money your top financial stress or is it something else? If it is, say yes. If it's something else, let us know what it is. We'd love to know what's your top stress right now? Is it around money? Because that's really what Canadians are saying. They're experiencing financial stress. And it's interesting. I I have one other fun fact to to provide you with before bringing on our absolutely amazing uh, speaker collaborator today, Dr. Yuande. I just wanted to mention that what I found interesting when I looked at this study was that what people are most stressed out about. So what people are most stressed out about I would love for you to put in the chat, post in the chat, what do you think people around their finances, what issues are they most stressed out about? Is it the cost of groceries? Is it the cost of gas? Is it the, co- the, the rising interest rates? Is it mortgages? Is it you know worrying about, about any of those things? I would love to know what you guys think the top financial stressor is. And now I'm going to ask my, my guest on our live today, Dr. Yuande, who is a doctor, a featured speaker, 
She's a podcast host girl. I don't know. I don't have time for all of these things. <laughs> have time to join us to talk about finances and mental health. So happy to have you here today. Welcome, welcome to Live at Five with a Financial Confidant. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. It's such an honor. I was saying before we came live that I've been following you for such a long time. So this is a real honor to be on your show today. Not a problem. I Honestly, the feeling is mutual. There's lots of mutual admiration to go around right now. So the first question I wanted to ask you is tell me about your journey in becoming like a mental health doctor. I mean, I, I have my background in finances and in psychology. And mm. I, I, you know, I don't think I can do this. It takes a very special kind of person to do the work that you do. So tell me how you ended up getting involved and your big why. Like, why go down this road? Why take this journey? Well, thank you for that question. You know, it's really interesting because I went to medical school probably about 15-ish years ago. And in med school, I thought I was going to be a psychiatrist, but ended up going into emergency medicine. So I was an ER physician for 10 years. So the better part of my career so far, I was an ER physician. Okay, so you're used to high stress. <laughs> yes, I am. And in 2019, I went on maternity leave. And so with my second baby, went on mat leave and did a lot of soul searching during that time, really rediscovering myself. I actually saw a therapist myself because I was just you know, feeling a bit lost. I think when we get to sort of middle age, I think a lot of us sort of go through a season of rediscovery and reinvention, like, why am I here? What am I doing? What's the point of all of this? And so it was in that season that I discovered that I was actually burnt out working as an ER physician. I can, I can only imagine. It took you only, yeah, it took you nine I know, years. I know, to realize that, right? And in the thick of it, I didn't know that I was burnt out, but Going through the work with a professional, it was clear that I, I had been burnt out. And specifically for me, it was because I wasn't able to show up as my full self in the ER. I remember there would be times when I would leave really frustrated and really sad and unhappy, sometimes even in tears, because I felt like I wasn't connecting with my patients. I was seeing patient after patient, wow. resuscitation after resuscitation. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you the name of one person that I helped in my 10 years. It's really that. that wow. Bad. I'm just shocked you that sooner. That's a huge, huge journey. It is. And so when I realized that, empathy was a big part of who I was, it made a lot of sense because I have friends who've done this for decades, worked in the ER for decades and are fine. They're, they're okay. Yes, they're stressed out, but I actually have friends who love their job, right? <laughs> and a so special person, right? It does take a special person. I needed to connect with people. I needed to talk to people. I needed to understand people. I needed to get to know them and not being able to do that for 10 years, it just it wasn't working for me. And so I went back to work as a GP. A lot of the calls that I was getting was, I'm so, so stressed out. I'm feeling anxious. I'm fighting with my partner all the time. I'm yelling at my kids. I'm drinking more. I'm sleeping less. And so it was a little confusing to me because I'm like, I am a doctor. Do I prescribe? Like, what do I do? But once I took off my physician hat and just started to talk to them, like I would a friend. And use that empathy piece. And right? that empathy, right? It was so fulfilling for me. It was so, because at the end of these conversations, they would say, oh, I feel so much better. I know what to do now. And that was, that lit me up. 
it lit me up because I could do that all day. And so I decided, you know what, there might be something here. So I then decided to go into training. I did a fellowship in cognitive behavior therapy and set up my work as a therapist. And so that's what I do now. And, you know, there, it's been sort of a journey, all sorts of things, trying to discover myself and figure out what is it that I want to do. And so, yeah, that's really been the journey for me. And it's been exciting, fulfilling, and I'm so thankful for it. Well, I was going to say where most people might have had, as you said, gone through some anxiety or maybe buried their head in the sand or under their sheets. You decided you'd do a fellowship, like honestly, Dr. <laughs> I did go through those moments, Jackie. <laughs> Full transparency. There were lots of tears. There was hair loss. There was all of that too. And so, But I'm thankful to be on the other side of that now. Well, you know, I think everybody had their, their moments. Let's be honest. I mean, this is again, one of those full transparency, real talk shows. So I think we can all say that we've been there and, you know, all coming out of the other side of this in some shape or form. Now, tell me a little bit about treating people who have stress when it comes to their finances. You know, tell me, like, what is it about financial stress? Is it a special kind of stress you're seeing? <laughs> Did you see this quite a bit during the pandemic as well? It came, it was very interesting because it sort of came disguised as other things. So people would come with symptoms of, oh, I'm not sleeping very well. Interesting. Yeah. Or I'm fighting with my spouse more. And they would never come out and say, I have financial stress because let's be honest, there's a lot of stigma, a mm. lot of shame, a lot of guilt when it comes to money. For better or worse, we live in an economic society. And so a lot of us have a huge part of our identity wrapped around money, right? And so people find it hard to come out and say, I'm stressed about money, but they come with the symptoms of lack of sleep, worry. And then when you start to, again, not questioning and digging and digging, then the money piece starts to come out, right? And oftentimes it's anxiety, it's uncertainty. I was finding that there was a big, what does the future have to hold? That unknown seemed to come out a lot more. And, but I would treat it the same way I would treat anxiety related to job loss or, you know, whatever reason. And it's really dealing with the thoughts that people are having around it and also the practicality of it. So I remember having a client once, she was so anxious about being able to afford a house. And so we actually sat down and she didn't know how much she was earning over the course of the year and what it actually took to put down a down payment and all of those things. And so Practically speaking, when we were able to do all that, her anxiety started to come down. So I'm finding that a root of all of it is just not knowing. So what you're telling me is people show up in your office, Mm -hmm. they're not necessarily identifying what they're dealing with as financial stress. It's showing up as as health symptoms. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that the FP Canada study showed is that people, you know, have high blood pressure, you know, have headaches, headaches, yes, upset um, stomach, upset stomach, all of those things. Exactly. So it can manifest, your stress can manifest into physical symptoms. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing you're saying is that level of uncertainty that we're talking about that people can't deal with. And so it's there's a lot of shame, as you said, identifying that I'm having concerns about my finances, when, especially for women, mm-hmm. that they just feel a lot of shame. They might already have felt behind around their finances, and now they're in 
you know, the pandemic and they're dealing with that. And then you're saying it, it's really the, the mindset yeah. that's, that's keeping them. So those are really crucial things for people dealing with anxiety to understand. And, and it, it sounds like helping them uncover the uncertainty was one of the ways you helped yeah. them to feel better, to feel yeah. less anxious and, and actually have less mental stress. Yes. Yes. I like to give the analogy of, you know, when you're in a dark room, maybe your bedroom and there's like a shadow on your chair or like on your door and you start to freak out. Like, what is that? Is there someone in my room? You don't know what it is, that uncertainty. As soon as you flip the light switch on and you're like, oh, it's just my bathrobe or, oh, it's just my jacket, (laughs) that anxiety starts to come down. And so really just, you know, opening things up and saying, okay, let's look at what the facts are. That can be such a big stress reliever for sure. Oh, absolutely. It's really addressing those those little like demons that are hiding in your mind, really um, confronting them and making sure you put them in their place. They often get way too much credit, don't they? Yeah, they do. (laughs) So tell me, what are some of the common financial stresses that people come to you around? So one common is debt. So a lot Mm. of people have, whether it's student loans, whether it's credit card debt, uh, whether it's even having had to have borrowed money from family members and that emotional burden. I have patients who are behind on their taxes and, Ooh, you know, a lot a of them. Yeah. CRA coming for you. Making phone calls to you. They, messages. Yeah. And emails and letters and all yeah. of those things, right? Never fun. Right. And so having that stressor and so, and finding that a lot of it too is emotional. So, because I'll have people who will say, okay, I have these three debts. And even though this debt is lower, I want to get rid of it quicker because it reminds me of a certain period of my life or things that I've gone through. And so that is definitely debt is one of those things. And there's that emotional piece, whether it's shame or guilt or anger at someone who put them in a certain kind of situation. But the other is the cycle of living paycheck to paycheck. And so maybe not necessarily in debt. But that stress of, are we going to have enough? Are we going to have enough? Are we going to have enough by the end of the month? I mean, people will describe going to the grocery store and wanting to swipe and just like holding their breath, not knowing (laughs) whether it's going to go through or whether the card's going to be declined. You know what? This is the perfect time to bring up the survey I was talking about by Mm. Epic Canada, because you, you mentioned something that I don't think people really... Like some of us just take for granted and not everyone has the luxury to take for granted. So going back to after what you've experienced, Dr. Yuande, what do you think the top financial stressor is? Is it in terms of issues? Is it food? Is it like groceries? Is it, you know, interest rates on debt, on mortgage? Is it gas? Is it something else? What do you think people are, are stressed about the most? Right if I had to guess, I would say food. That would be my guess. hundred Number one, girl, ding, 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 yeah. ding. <laughs> and the reason being, I feel like that's the one that's sort of in your face the most. And that's the one that deals with like, the fundamental human need, which is to, to eat. The right. mortgage, you can kind of, you know, push to the background a little bit, whereas the food and then especially if you're a, a caregiver and you're having to worry about littles or dependents and, you know, I, that would be my guess. And so. No, you are hundred percent right. 68% of Canadians are worrying about rising grocery prices. That's the number one stress 
second only to rising gas prices because it's mm-hmm. all of those living costs, right? Yes. That just keep coming at us, and we can't. We can't if we can't control it, mm-hmm. then how are we going to continue to live? And then fifty-five percent inflation mm-hmm. and the impact of inflation on the cost of grocery prices, you know, gas, etc. So those are our people's biggest top financial stressors. So obviously no surprise to you being in the field and seeing it all the time. So it's it's interesting that you're saying to me that, you know, there are people out there that are actually going to the grocery store, not sure if their actual food bill is going to clear. And also the shame of, of that, right? Like oh. as a student where yes. I you know, use my interact card and wasn't yes. sure if it was going to go through. Oh. And I remember that feeling. And then yes. the shame of people looking at yes. it. Right? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. It's never fun. It's never fun. Mm-hmm. And then the problem with that, too, is also that's when the opportunity comes for where, depending on where you are, where right. they will then offer you another credit card, right? And say, right. Oh, okay. Well, we have a we have another credit card that we can. If you don't have enough money, here's some credit that we can offer you. And so that then perpetuates that cycle, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So then you're actually even more on that hamster wheel of living paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. having less control of what the cost of everything is going to be, mm-hmm. and then being more in debt. So you end up trying to get another credit card, mm-hmm. and then the cycle just continues. Yeah, and the spin continues, and of yeah. course the emotional toll. Of trying to manage and juggle all of that probably takes a a very, very, very big emotional toll on your mental health. Absolutely. Wow. So tell me this, have things been, since we're in this phase of the lockdown, post-lockdown, are things, are you finding the actual things people are reporting around their finances different than when we started or is it around the same as they've been in? I feel like there's been sort of like a, at the beginning of the pandemic, there was a lot of stress around the uncertainty of the pandemic. Right. And people were actually saving a lot more in that season. People That's true. Were, they had no yes, choice. They had no choice. People were also getting a lot of um, money, whether it was loans, the curb, and that kind That's of thing right. from right. the government. And yeah, so, the third program, right, right, right. Yeah. And so finances wasn't, a, it was there, but it wasn't really top of mind for a lot of people. But now, as we are opening up more, people are spending more. There's a lot of talk about the recession. Uh, I'm finding that even now, people are having a hard time getting jobs. I have a client now who's working, actually a couple of them who are working really hard to find a job. And even though the reports are, yes, there's lots of jobs, I'm actually starting to hear stories of people getting laid off. And so there's a lot of uncertainty again around that and what do I do my investments are going down that's right what does that mean for me and so right and their home prices are going down so even if they had a home oh I could just get all this equity and yes qualifying because of of this uncertainty is also yes oh yes yes so there's a lot of that or people banking on investment property that's right you know there's just so much of that and so I would say as far as finances go, with the pandemic, we're actually seeing, I'm personally, anecdotally seeing more of more conversations and more worry as far as finances go. It was there at the beginning of the pandemic, but I think top of mind was mostly health and safety and, and all of that. And just but not now, really worry, I guess, for sure, what was going to happen. Yes, yes, exactly. But now the finance piece is really starting to come to light for a lot of people. 
Wow. I, 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 you said a mouthful there. So <laughs> lo- lots of people are dealing with the financial stress, as you said, of you know, potentially losing a job, potentially realizing that they may not be able to rely on those places where they thought they could get money because maybe yes. they're cut off from being able to borrow more yes. because interest rates have gone up and maybe they're not sec- as secure in their job. And they might also be thinking, oh, I could take some money out of my RSP or my investments, but that might not be a great option when right. all areas of the market pretty much are down. down yeah. Or even their equity in their property has also gone down because yeah, of interest yeah. rates. So not necessarily safe place to hide. So mm-hmm. more than ever, a time to be talking about finances and putting things out in the open and sort of seeing where you are and putting those little trolls in their place that Mm -hmm. are in your mind Mm -hmm. trying to tell you that things are not well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Better to know how not well they are and have a plan than not. Yes, 100%. So tell me this, how do you think people can overcome some of the stresses? What are some practical tips you're giving to people now to overcome some of these issues? Thank you. I really like that question because it addresses some of the things that we talked about earlier, which is the shame and the guilt associated with it. I think it's Brene Brown who says that the antidote to shame is your voice. So finding a space, safe space to actually start to talk about these things, because you'll be surprised that even though your neighbor looks great and seems to be doing well. and They look great on Instagram. I know. They look great on, everyone looks great on Instagram, right? They might also be facing the same worries and anxieties as you are. Not saying that your neighbor should be the first person you go talk to about your finances, but finding a safe space, someone you can trust, someone who's non-judgmental, that you can start to ask questions and sort of unburden some of these things. Because what a good friend or a professional can do for you is offer some perspective. Because you talked about these trolls and these demons that get really loud and really obnoxious. Well, they do. They get actually louder in your mind. The longer you leave them to sort of... Yes, exactly. So if you have like a voice of reason, someone who's non-judgmental, who's a safe space that you can sort of talk to that can offer some perspective, that's a good place to start. The other thing is to educate yourself because as sort of been the theme for today, um, not knowing is a big source of fear or a big source of worry and anxiety. But once you start to educate yourself, what does this actually mean? What is an interest rate? What is inflation? What does that actually mean for me? Absolutely. Um, what is your budget? Like, what's your you know, budget? It's so, it's so interesting. You were saying, here's this lady who sounds like she was doing pretty decently financially and has no idea how much income comes in and how much goes out. Exactly. And so shining a light, like I said, and all of these things, will really be helpful in, again, bringing down, down some of that stress. And you had mentioned the word plan before, and that was the other thing that I wanted to bring up. So having a plan. And so even though, like, yes, when you switch on the light and you look at everything, it's not so great. Now, what are you going to do? Is the plan going to start to gather all your accomplishments at work so that you can ask for a raise? Is the plan to start looking at your expenses and cutting back on things that aren't necessary so you can start putting some of that money towards your savings or putting it more towards paying off your debt, for example. What's the plan? Until you admit to the situation by putting a voice to it, until you actually figure out what the facts are of the situation, you're not going to be able to come up with a plan that actually makes sense. You're just going to continue to worry and ruminate and think, and that's not productive. But if you do all these things, find a safe space, talk about it, 
figure out what the facts are. Then you're able to come up with a plan that's actually going to be effective in solving whatever problems or challenges you're facing financially. Oh, I think that is some amazing advice right there. Live community, are you listening to this? If you're someone that is right now facing financial stress, and it's really, really important to not isolate yourself. You're definitely not alone. Find community. This is a community about sharing, sharing your financial stresses, talking about what you need to do next. You know, being in that scenario where you can be vulnerable and say, I don't know. We want to make sure you know that this is definitely a community. Dr. Yuwande is here to offer, you know, her tips that this is all about a safe space that you can share, that we can all learn together because there's so much to know when it comes to finance. And I love the fact that you talk about educating yourself because educating yourself is the key to empowering yourself around finances and feeling smarter and feeling better about making financial decisions. So I'm so grateful, Dr. Yuande, that you've been here today. Is there anything else? Is there any advice you can give people who are sitting at home right now, maybe with their head under the sheets, uh-huh. <laughs> thinking, I don't know if I can do all of this? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what would be the, the advice you give somebody who's kind of stuck right Yeah, I know that it can feel very overwhelming. You had mentioned community. And one thing that I wanted to offer is that um, there's tons of Facebook groups that talk about money and budgeting. And what you can even do is post anonymously. And so Facebook has a feature now where you can put up your post, you can put up all your questions, and you can just, you know, toggle over anon- post anonymously. And so if you're feeling shy or embarrassed or feeling guilty, at least join one of these groups and ask your questions, you know, even if you do so anonymously. And Many times you'll get the support and the advice and, you know, obviously do your own research, but that was just something that came to mind when you mentioned community. So find a Facebook group and if you need to post anonymously, do that to ask your questions and get the support that you need. But yeah, the biggest thing that I wanted to mention though, Jackie, is that, you know, this is a season that might end up being very tough for people, but I do want to say, though, please don't make your decisions, any decisions from a place of fear, from a place of anxiety, from a place of pressure, because we saw a lot of that with the housing market, I believe, where there was a lot of fear-based purchasing and scarcity. Yeah. And so I would say when you start to notice that, and this has been a principle for me, when you start to notice that everyone's sort of panicking and there's this energy of pressure and fear, take a step back. Don't make your decisions, whether it's to sell investments or sell your property or quit your job or whatever that might be. Don't make them from a place of emotion. Try to bring in some logic. Try to really balance that. And so that way you're not making um, decisions from a place of fear. And so that was really the big thing that I wanted to bring up today. Oh, that is not a small thing that you just mentioned, Dr. Wendy. I really think that people need to make rational decisions when it comes to their finances, investing, selling, you know, buying, all of those things. Anytime we make decisions and we're in our feelings, we might make the decision that we regret down the road. So yeah, yeah I think making rational decisions around your finances is a gem of all gem of advice. 
I really hope you enjoyed that conversation with me and Jackie Porta. Jackie is offering complimentary sessions for anyone who wants to talk more about their finances. And so I'm going to leave all her details to her Instagram, her Facebook, her website. I'm going to leave all of that in the podcast notes, which you can find on the Happy Without Medicine podcast website. And all the links will be there. So happywithoutmedicine.com forward slash 10, happywithoutmedicine.com forward slash 10. And you can get all the links to Jackie, ways to connect with her and set up an appointment with her to talk about your finances. Until next time, remember that I am here fiercely advocating for your happiness, for your financial success, and for your mental well-being. Bye. Thank you for joining me, Dr. Yuande, on the Happy Without Medicine podcast this week. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could give it a review on Apple Podcast because it helps Happy Without Medicine pop up when other women are searching for ways to find their happiness again. And visit happywithoutmedicine.com to view the complete show notes and other resources mentioned in today's episode. I'll catch you next time.